Alleluia, Christ is risen. This is the night. This is the night around which the whole universe turns. On this night, we not only remember the mighty acts of God, we let them come into us, onto us, among us, here and now. We live in them, and we let them live in us. For they are always part of who we are, part of our heritage from the beginning of time, part of the path that God has laid for the whole of creation from the beginning, pulled together and given the fullness of their meaning in and through the risen Christ. For this is the night that God finished the creation. And behold, it was very good. All that abundance, all that extravagance, the incredible variety, some of which we see around us anytime we take a moment to look, all of that overflowing from the heart and the mind of God, and all linked up together in a marvelous, intricate, delightful, and beautiful dance. And it is very good. This is the night that God restored creation after the great flood that covered the whole earth. The night that God looked out at creation, newly emerged from the waters, showing signs of new life. The birds flying, the animals roaming, the trees blooming and fruiting. And yes, it was still very good. So God promised never to destroy it again with a great flood. The overflowing rivers and streams, the flooded plains and the flat places, all will emerge from their floods. Because after this great flood, God made a covenant with the whole of creation, with the earth and the skies and all the creatures including human beings, to cherish creation and fulfill it again and again and again, year after year after year. And we have the sign of that promise spread across the sky as the storms clear and the sun returns. And this is the night that God heard the cries of his people caught up in the bonds of slavery pressed into grueling, endless service, generation after generation, denied their freedom and their identity, unable to worship their God or to live the lives that God made them for. God heard their cries and laments and their outrage. God sent his prophet to advocate for, to insist on, the liberation of these people, even though their oppressors hardened their hearts and would not listen. And then God brought his people out of slavery into freedom, brought them across the Red Sea on dry land to rejoice and to move on toward the land that God gave them. 
This is the night where the Lord has triumphed gloriously over oppression and degradation. This is the night that God sets all his people free. And this is the night where God told Ezekiel to look at that valley full of bones, all life gone from them. The bones of the beloved, of mothers, fathers, children, friends, lovers, and bones of the unloved, too, and the unnoticed. And they were all very dry. So at God's command, Ezekiel prophesied to them, proclaiming God's own fervent desire that these bones live again. This is the night those very dry bones knit themselves up together and put on flesh and breathed in spirit and danced with joy and with them all who grieve, who mourn, and who lament. This is the night that God opens the graves and the dead rise, living and whole. This is the night that God gives us all new hearts, new desires, new visions. This is the night when burdens are lifted, where it doesn't matter that all too often we turn to God too late in the game. This is the night when God's reign is revealed and all are invited in. This is the night God gathers all people together in one rich and joyful and loving community, overflowing with the love of God, a community where there are no more disasters, where oppression is ended, the injured and wounded are saved, and shame is turned to praise where isolation and alienation and the fear of death and of the unknown are overcome. This is the night when we are brought home and God is in our midst. And all of that, all of that great long history is part of our lives. We live in these stories and these stories live in us and they all lead us into the main thing. For this is the night that Christ is raised from the dead, trampling down death by death and giving us eternal life. This is the night when life itself is freed from the power of death of all kinds, literal, metaphorical, the death of the heart or the mind or the soul, or the body, all death is overcome and stripped of its power over us. For this is the night when Christ emerges from the darkness and the closedness of despair and of sorrow. Christ comes to us clothed in light and life, spilling over to fill the whole universe with the love that is the power of God over all that afflicts and diminishes and damages any part of God's good creation. So this is the night when our current life is renewed and when we are given new life, life abundant, life with God, an eternal heavenly banquet where no one is hungry and all are welcomed and cherished 
and fed and renewed, a heavenly banquet in which we partake even now and then go out to call everyone outside to come in, call everyone to come home to God. Everyone, no exceptions. This is the night. All that God has done and will do, all that God loves and desires and longs for, for God's own creation as a gross fulfillment, all that is drawn together, joined together, and given its meaning in the light of Christ on this night. All that is present with and among and around us, filling us with joy and peace, with faith and with hope. For this is the night that heaven and earth are joined and we are reconciled to God. And knowing that, what can we do but go out and tell everyone?